Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Sal Capaccio. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to talk some Bills football with our very own Sal Capaccio. I mean, we can't go that long without having him on the show. We miss him on a daily basis. He is on our Western Hotline and brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor when you need to stock up. It's the best place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Good morning, Mr. Capaccio. How are you doing, sir? I'm well. Good, Good morning to you guys. Good. So, the, uh, I just saw this for the first time. The Pebble Beach Pro-Am has announced that Josh will be playing. Oh, that's this Josh, weekend? Is yes, it is. Right. They'll show off this week. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Gareth Bale, the uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am this week. So there you go. You're talking about nothing to watch. Boom. QB1 playing golf. Sal, you're covering that, right? Did you submit a, uh, a trip for that one? No, I, I missed out on that. I guess I should have. I, I'm sure they just would have sent me if I had remembered the, the deadline. Yeah, the heck with owners' yeah, meetings and combines nice. and everything. Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I mean, there's there's football players out there. you got to see how Josh would be nice, though. It would be nice. He actually, I just, I just went to the uh, main page, Jeremy, and as soon as I scroll down, he's on the... Main page, his picture, Josh Allen. Joe and I have as, a bet. Uh, professionals on the left, celebrities on the right. We there have a go. bet about wow. that, about the tournament. We do, yeah. Will Josh wear joggers? It's the year of the jogger in, in golf mm-hmm. on the PGA Tour. We saw joggers from one of oh. the, the co-leaders this last. Will Josh wear joggers out there? So, there you go. Right. So, we got action on this hmm. already. You're financially I'm invested in the Pro-Am. I have yes. Joe has no. I have no. I kind of just wanted the bet. <laughs> I, I'm hoping he was wearing joggers. It is like that's the move now. Yep, for everybody, especially a pebble. You know, a little chilly. So they're it. okay. I, I, I mean, I wear them uh, it, it, like kind of daily. I like them. I'm wearing them right now, to be quite honest. Not that you need to know that, but uh, <laughs> is, is this a is this something I should do now playing golf? Yeah, joggers yeah. and golf are, uh, are a win. Joggers should have always right. been the move in golf because. You know, sometimes you're walking in sand, you're walking in dewy grass, and your mm-hmm. the bottom of your pants can get perfect. Yeah, okay. Joggers and uh, golf, right a match, a match made in heaven. We should draft golfers in this in this uh, tournament that are going to be wearing joggers, and who will not? 
Like, does Bill Murray get picked? Probably not, right? <laughs> That's a good question. Doubt Bill Murray is wearing joggers. Allen, yes. R- yeah, we got to go through the celebrities. Is this for the point. younger crowd? Is Alfonso Ribeiro? No, doesn't no. matter, right? You can wear anybody can wear joggers. All right. It feels like a, something that old people started with, like sweatpants <laughs> with cuffs, right? Or with like you know. That's my cinched... weekend attire. You're talking about yeah, sweatpants with cuffs. Anyway, Sal, let's talk cap. Your article is up at wgr550.com. So there's the good news is the cap is up, right? The not so good news is the bills are still over the cap. Yeah, and, and we knew this. Uh, Brandon Bean said that he he said basically this uh, exactly what happened. He said that they have over 240, 240s is the way he put it uh, in salary cap commitments for next year, and he said they have to wait on what the cap will be, whether it's going to be two twenties, two thirties. Well, guess what? It's right around there. It's two twenty four point eight, so two twenty five, probably about what they projected, and. That means they're going to have to do some maneuvering just to get under the cap, let alone signing anyone or even retaining any of their free agents. And when I got when I was like listening to him last week talk, I didn't get the sense that they're overly panicking about it or anything mm-hmm. like that. There's going to be some moves. They're going to have to do some restructures. Uh, there's always you know cut candidates, things like that. But you obviously also get the sense the same thing last year and let's remember they did sign von miller last year but the same thing last year of hey we're not going into this thing with a whole bunch of money ready to you know sign a whole bunch of guys uh there's always a way if you want to do it some way shape or form if you can do it you want to do it there's somebody out there like von miller appeared last year you know what when it was time to do it but yeah they're gonna have to do some maneuvering just to get under the cap which they can do and that's still not going to leave them a ton of room to make moves um, when you go to the website to check out Sal's article, WGR550.com, one of the things that's really nice is Sal has a depth chart there. So everybody, all the players listed by position, and then you'll find the free color-coded chart, very well done, easy to read, even for me, uh, the um, UFAs, the unrestricted free agents, and the restricted free agents. Now, in addition to the cap coming out yesterday, the number, the franchise tag numbers came out. The transition tag numbers came out. So I want to talk to you about really the two main guys on the free agent list for the Bills are Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer. Let's start with Edmonds. Franchise tag for linebackers is $20.9 million. What are the odds the Bills use a franchise tag, or should they use a franchise tag, on Tremaine Edmonds? Very low. The only way I see it happening is if they feel they're close to making a deal and they want to make sure they just kind of lock them up to have that in place. Mm-hmm. But even then, I, I I think if they're close to making a deal, they'd probably make sure they got the deal done. And let's remember that if they do franchise tag them, that money automatically counts towards the cap. Now, you can always adjust it. You can tag the guy, and then you know that money's counting towards your cap, and then all of a sudden you make a new deal, so the new deal counts in the cap, not the, not the tag number. <clears throat> but the minute you do tag them, you're, that that's money you're holding in place. So, let's just say, for example, you're a few days before free, a few days before free agency, or when the tag deadline is due, right then, and they say, hey, you know, we're close to a deal. Let's tag him. They put that twenty-one, almost twenty-one million dollar tag on him. They can't do anything else with that money yeah. because it's holding there for even if they don't have a deal done with him yet necessarily. So that's why it's tricky, and I don't see it. In fact, going back to last week, what Brandon Bean said. Immediately, you figured this isn't going to happen when he said it's tough with a guy like Tremaine because off-ball linebackers are put in the same category as pass-rushing linebackers. And it's true. It's the number two position behind quarterback linebacker is. 
which which is because of the edge rushers of the three four edge rushers that are included in there. Um, yeah, it, it does seem odd when you think about how like um, they break down ends and tackles, but like offensive linemen, it's just offensive linemen. It's not interior and That's tackles right. or tackles, tackles, guards and centers. Yep. It's just one large group of offensive linemen. So Jordan Poyer is yeah, the other. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it either. I, I don't like it either. Obviously, but. The, the PA does it that way. They negotiated it that way for a reason, and yeah. you know that they're it, it elevates it elevates guys after that, right? It elevates the bottom a little bit more, and that's why they do that. Yeah, but it's funny, like you know, everybody, right? You always got to have the tackles, or maybe you, you know, the center, the linchpin of the line. You want to franchise tag a guard? It's eighteen point two million dollars. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. All right. I digress. Which um, probably ends up being good for guards because... Yeah, raises like, they're happy right. with it. Well, they never but, get tagged. They almost right. always go to the free agent market. Yeah. Because so, who, would, who would tag a guard for $18 million? Right. Yeah. right, right. It's a little bit of a double... I mean, you could look at it one of two ways. That, you know, franchise tag money is obviously really good money, but not getting it means you're more likely to get a longer-term deal with some more guarantees. So yeah. it ends up being good for guards and probably good for somebody like Edmonds. He's not going to get that tag. No. What about Poyer? Fourteen point four million dollars for safeties. Can't see it. If they were going to do that, they would have signed him. Probably. I. I think. I don't know this for sure. Uh, I have an inclination that you could have signed Jordan Poyer for less than that anyway. Earlier in the season, mm-hmm. going back to training camp per year. So if you haven't signed him for twelve or thirteen a year, you're not going to tag him for fourteen. So I can't see that, especially at his age. He's thirty-two. You look at the top-paid safeties in the league. Uh, Harrison Smith is 34 years old, and he is one of the top-paid safeties. He's an outlier. Other than that, you have to go down. Jordan is, after that, you have to go down about um, 20 down the list, and then it's Jordan, actually, at his current salary uh, and and what he's making. So it's just something you don't do for a player at that age at that position. So does this all kind of line up that the Bills are about to make a transition defensively? Not to a different defense, but Poyer. Probably gone. Edmonds, uh, Tredavious White. You know, we're, we're wondering if he's going to get back to full form at any point, back to his normal self. Here we have a lot of conversations about how they need to surround Josh with weapons, and it unfortunately comes at a time where also it might be time to start talking about replenishing the defense in a way that they really haven't had to in a long time. Yes, I I I could see that, Jeremy, but I don't know. I mean, the examples you use, but. I'm sure they're counting on Tredavious White being back to being Tredavious White. I don't think you can say, well, we don't know. And, like, you're, they're paying him a lot of money. He's a really good player. So he's probably still your cornerback one, obviously, and you're banking on that. And then, you know, you hope that it works out that way. They're going to have to rely on some young players like, you know, Kyrie Elam at corner. Uh, they might have to rely on uh, a younger safety, whatever that looks like. Uh, maybe it's keeping a guy like Jaquan Johnson. You don't have to pay a ton. Um, Jordan Boyer probably, I, I just I, I can't see him here. I think Micah Hyde's in this conversation. Yeah, what, sure. what does that look like at his age? He's 33, and he's got another year left coming off the injury. That could be something that they have to really think about what they want to do. Um, so, yes. And then I think Tremaine, you know, going back to the Tremaine conversation, it's a tough one. I I just always feel like this, this organization wants to keep Tremaine Edmonds. They drafted him at a young age for a reason, knowing he's that young, and he has been, you know, he's been playing for them for five years. I think you can make it work at a lot – much of a uh, more of a reasonable price for you because of his age. If you could sign him, you could sign him to a four or five year deal. He's not even going to be 30 by the time it expires. Yeah. So you could do that, feel comfortable about it and spread that money out. I think that's an easier thing to do. The question on Tremaine Edmonds to me is not about money. Really? You could, 
you could probably you know sign him to a deal where even yeah some people are going to go oh he's not worth it but by the end of the deal okay he's he's not really making that much I think the, the question simply is is he the linebacker you want going forward in your defense has he played well enough for you to justify that you have Matt Milano for two more years on his current deal that's the the question with him so that could be part of the transition yes I do think in some way they are looking at a transition I don't know exactly what that looks like but it. They have to do something a little bit different. The defense disappointed in big moments this year, including obviously in in the final game against Cincinnati. I the more I think about Edmonds, I, I honestly think the more I'm convinced he's staying. And I think for a couple of reasons. Well, he is, he's coming off his best season, his most consistent yep. season, and you and he is that he is literally an every down player. I yep. think Poyer's not coming back. I think Hyde's not getting another contract here, so he'd be gone after one more year. And I keep thinking about Ed Oliver in the back of my mind because he's up after this season, I think, right? Mm-hmm, he would be free mm-hmm. in the 2024 offseason. That's going to be Correct. a massive amount of money. I think he was disappointing this season, quite honestly. I expected more from him. And so the more I think about it is, and that, by the way, that's a rotational guy. He doesn't even play every down. The more I think of it is if they're going to allocate big money, it's going to go to the every down linebacker on that side of the ball defensively, right? I I, I would agree with you, uh, especially because, well, the linebacker's up now. The other guy isn't at Oliver. But I agree with you just in philosophy as well, Howard, which is, you know, that that they would probably rather allocate those dollars to that position. But also, just the way they always talk about Tremaine Edmonds and what he means and all the things that he does that fans don't see. And and, and Bean has definitely heard the questions and had the questions, and so has Lizzie Frazier about Tremaine Edmonds and, you know, has he been good enough and stepped up and, you know, splash plays. And we go back to that with Lizzie Frazier. And I agree also, he he had his best year. I still watch that game, and what, what holds me back for my personal opinion sometimes on him is I watch that game against Cincy, and I say, okay, like that's an example where even though he made some plays, didn't you need maybe a middle linebacker who's more north-south in the middle of your defense in that mm-hmm. game to help clean up the run game? You already have a very athletic linebacker in Matt Milano. Tremaine Edmonds is very athletic, sideline to sideline. Sometimes I wonder if they just need a different type of player. And to be honest with you, I mean like an A.J. Klein type of player. And I'm not saying replace A.J. Klein, Tremaine Edmonds with A.J. Klein. But what if you gave a a younger version of that, like a thumper, who isn't quite as athletic, but he can be more of the middle linebacker, north-south, A-gap type of guy. And you're going to lose some of the range and some of the coverability and zone that you like to play. And you're going to get cheaper. I, I think you could justify it for sure. That's part of the discussion too, right? And with both of these guys, right? If you decide to move on from Edmonds or Poy or both, what's plan B? If you move on from mm-hmm. Edmonds, clearly you open up a big hole in the middle of your defense. So let's let's tackle them individually, Sal. Uh, because as I said, you've got the you know the depth chart up at, at WGR550.com. If mostly the, a depth chart, it's kind of a kind of a loose depth chart gotcha. that I, I go along with. So it's not official. I don't think I don't know if I've compared it. What I did do was actually I took all of the um, free agents and put them on the back end of the depth chart. Gotcha. So Jordan okay. Poyer is not listed up near the top. OK, that, yeah, I see he's the fourth safety listed. Correct. So if, if the Bills decide to move on from from Tremaine Edmonds, what's plan B? Well, they have I, I think to, I think plan B right now would be Terrell Bernard. 
Terrell, Terrell Bernard is a guy they drafted. He drafted him in the third round. People say, yeah, they drafted a third-round linebacker, couldn't get on the field. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's because they are you know have him because they really like him. I, I think they really like Terrell Bernard. I did too, but he did not play well in the one game where it was it not the Jets. There was one game where he had to play a lot, and I didn't think he played very well and thought you know they needed something more there. But I do think they really like his skill set. Um, Tyrell Dodson is probably just a guy that's who he's, who he's going to be. He's a restricted free agent. He's not an answer. He's a special teams player who can fill in spot duty, do some different things. They can always bring in a guy like an A.J. Klein, like I talked about before. But plan B right now, to me, would be Terrell Bernard would have every chance to win that job. And same, same question for Jordan Poyer. What would you do there? I, I think you have to go out and get somebody. It, that's the tricky part with Jordan. You're going to play a safety anyway, I think. I, I, I don't know if it, – it feels weird to say this. Like, I don't know. Is DeMar Hamlin playing football again? Yeah, I don't right. know that, and right. none of us knows that. And and I'm not going to expect him to play football again, but he could. I don't know. No one's really said anything on that. So I don't know what those expectations are and what their reports are and what they're talking with doctors about, but let's just say he can't play and he's not going to play and you can't count on that. E- even Even if he could – I think you have to do something else. You have to have someone there. Uh, you have to have, to me, if you're Micah Hyde, that's the other. You have to tackle that question. We could be looking at two two new starting safeties. I'm Micah Hyde is, I think, all in on playing, and he's got a contract, and he talks, you know, very much about playing, and he would have played in the AFC Championship game, so that's fine. I think you have to consider his age. You have to consider the injuries coming off of, and decide what you have to do on the back end. But even if Micah starts, even if Micah plays. I think you have to go out and probably get another safety, which is funny. We were talking with um, our buddy Tim Benz in Pittsburgh yesterday, and Tremaine Edmonds' brother, Terrell, is a free agent in Pittsburgh. He's a safety. And I guess what happened was somebody said to him, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but in Pittsburgh, a lot of people are talking about them maybe signing Tremaine Edmonds uh, because right. of Terrell being there. Yep. And someone said, oh, could you have a package deal with you and your brother? And he thought about it, I guess. This is according to Tim. He thought about it, and he goes, oh, package deal? Oh, maybe he never said in Pittsburgh, though. <laughs> and I, I don't I, I don't think and I don't think Terrell Bernard is necessarily I'm sorry. Terrell Edmonds is a uh, some super stud at safety. But I'm just saying there's a guy out there that a guy like that might be a, a younger guy who you don't think has fulfilled his potential yet. They could come in here and play. Just, that's just a name I would throw out there. But I think you need, would, would need to look for someone like that no matter what, because I, I as of right now, I cannot see Jordan Poyer coming back on this team. To the rest of the group, those are the two big names that that stand out. Yeah. In the next tier, who are some of the guys? I mean, now we're getting into the Singletaries, the I don't know, Shaq, Phillips. Who are the who was in the next group of key decisions the Bills will be needing to make on their own guys? Yeah, I, I think Singletary is a decision. It's probably a lot easier knowing James Cook really came on last year and he looked pretty good. And there is a very, very good running back market, which probably pushes Devin's value down. It's not like he's going to go get top dollar. I think that if your value on Devin Singletary, I, I can't see him signing for more than maybe four, four and a half a year with any team. Mm-hmm. And that might be doable for the Bills. The Bills may say, we can do that. We can live with that for two more years and have him be a part of this team. But that's that's a decision there. Um, I, I do think that the two guys you just mentioned are right there, Shaq Lawson and Jordan Phillips. But they're going to sign guys like that anyway. Whether it's Shaq Lawson or Jordan Phillips, those guys aren't going to fetch a ton on the open market. You know, I tweeted out the the same 
article yesterday, and, and I have, by the way, the chart you're talking about, I have like right on my Twitter page, page as my pinned tweet. And, you know, someone said to me yesterday and replied, well, I can, you, I would just let all these guys walk. Well, you're going to have to replace them with other people. Like, it doesn't matter. Even if, even if all these guys in blue that are free agents, you say, well, we don't need him, don't need him, don't need him. You need somebody. Yeah. They have 90 people. We always say this. They have 90 people they have to bring to camp. So... I don't think Shaq Lawson's going to cost a ton. I don't think Jordan Phillips is going to cost a ton. I don't think – and the offensive line, they can get, they can bring David Questenberry back and Ike Butker back and Greg Van Roten back. Now, the question is, do you want all of them or someone else? But they're all kind of similar. Even if you replace them with guys like them, they're guys like them yeah. that are probably going to be making the same salary. So I, I think a lot of these guys probably come back on minimum deals anyway. The only other uh, – the one other area I wanted to bring up is wide receiver. Again, looking at your chart because we're, you know we're going to talk a lot about wide receiver. Already have this off season; it'll continue. There, yeah, I, I want to talk about it, but there is one more position I want to bring up. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I, I want to ask me you do about it now. Or Be- you, Beasley, let's do wide receiver first. Let's Beasley, do wide receiver. Beasley first. Crowder. Beasley wants to be back. I mean, he said that at locker cleanout. Either guy should either guy be back. It wouldn't cost you a lot, I would assume. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you could you could bring Cole Beasley back and say fight for a roster spot. Mm-hmm. You could probably do that for Crowder as well. I. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Crowder back. I think that it was just a lost season for him. You know, I mean, they. I think that they really were hurt by his injury and what they wanted to do towards the you know second half of the year. He got hurt pretty early on, and it wouldn't cost you a ton. But they have to overhaul that. This is not an answer. When I say that, let me just say I'm not telling you that Cole Beasley and Jameson Crowder and okay, there you go. No, okay, wash your hands. No, they need they need to look heavily as the leader of the wide receiver train is sitting over there with you. You you guys know. Uh you know, they need to invest something in wide at wide receiver, but I wouldn't be supposed to bring in those guys back. You usually come to camp with like 12 wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So why not? You know, bring them in and you know, have them fight for spots and injuries always happen anyway. The other um, position I want to bring up is backup quarterback guys. Matt Barkley has signed as as a futures reserve contract. Right now, he's the backup quarterback. Case Keenum is a free agent. You're going to have to think about, I mean, Josh did get hurt last year. He didn't miss time. You will have to think about what to do at backup quarterback. Is Matt Barkley what you want there as your main backup and then just sign you know, a practice squad guy uh, if that's how it works out, basically. Because Case Keenum's a free agent and Look what they've done the last few years. Case Keenum, Mitch Trubisky, guys who they really felt confident could come in and win a couple games if something were to happen to Josh Allen. But that's a key spot this offseason they're going to have to look at once again. I got your guy, Sam Darnold. <laughs> who? You know what? I, 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 I wouldn't even doubt it. If that, if that happened today, Joe, it wouldn't shock me. I, I guess I would say it that way. It wouldn't shock me. What what is he looking at as like his? He's not going to get a big deal. Is anyone going to give him a chance to start though? No, I think that's I think that's probably over. Isn't for him, he? Right? Isn't he the next version of Trubisky? Yeah. Hey, this yeah. guy played well, for the, a couple of years. That's why. Yeah. 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 He had some success, largely disappointing. Why don't you come here and maybe you play a game? And I mean, it worked for Trubisky. He got a decent contract with the Steelers, even though he barely played. And he's already close with Josh too for Darnold. So. Well, yeah. You could also just bring Case Keenum back, probably. Right, I mean you, that could that could work sure. if that's if yep. unless Case Keenum thinks he's going to get or he can get a a, lar- or a larger deal somewhere. I don't think so, but no, that Joe, I like that thought. There's always a guy like that. I think they always want a guy like that, a guy they feel, hey, he's won some games, he started in this league, so that could very well be something. I think Case Keenum's a another thought, but that's an area they're going to have to look at. They're going to have to find a backup quarterback. Could be Case Keenum, um, you know, coming back. It could be a guy like Sam Darnold. I don't know. They have they have a lot of decisions. They don't have, and here's how it works. So everybody knows uh, the 
new league year begins March 15th. So between now and then, um, they, they, 53 is still the cap on the roster. Uh, you know, they did sign, except for the future reserves guys. You can sign guys to that. Uh, most guys aren't going to do that if they're going to be, you know, um, they're, they're higher level players. In fact, who was it? Uh, John Brown did not sign a futures reserve contract. Duke Williams did not sign a futures reserves contract. The reason is because those players probably have enough skin in the game where they feel they can go and get a better deal somewhere else in, in regular free agency. You can check out Sal's article at WGR550.com. Thank you, as always, for your time, Mr. Capaccio. Nice chatting with you. You got it, guys. Right, Thank Sal. you. Have a, uh, have a good day. Sal brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you, need to st- when you need to stock up, it is the best place to buy a case. What is your outlet? When we get back, I want to talk a little bit about replay, how the NFL dodged a big one on Sunday in the Niners-Eagles game. Yes. And some of the problems that are lurking under the surface of the system they have in place right now. Yes, and I have a solution because it's already in place, I believe, somewhere else. Okay. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And 
Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All these other teams or whatever, Aaron, <laughs> you come here. You've got the one of the best defenses in the league already. We got talent all over the place. You got a great running back to be back healthy. You got a great group of receivers mm-hmm. here. And by the way, we got your offensive coordinator that you had yes. when you won two MVPs. So we got everything you need here. Come out here. You know what? We got a pile of money. You're in great shape here. Come on. <laughs> Come to the big app. That is former Bills coach Rex Ryan on ESPN's Get Up. Selling Aaron Rodgers on playing for the Jets. One of the handful of QB storylines we'll be tracking in the offseason. All right. You teased an issue with the NFL. So the NFL dodges a big, big potential problem by not reviewing the Devonta Smith catch. Right? It wasn't challenged. It was just mm-hmm. it was just they got to the line, they snapped it. Right. And getting to the line and snapping it has always been a way to kind of beat the replay system. Yep. And you can see the way Smith reacted was basically trying to tell these guys, let's, let's go. go. Let's yeah. run a play real fast. Let's, let's go. go. Maybe he didn't know he dropped it or didn't catch it, but he thought, mm, it might be close. Yeah. I, I'm not confident I had it all. It was a smart move on his part. Yeah. So they snap the ball, and then we find out, well, it's a fourth down pass that should not have counted. And, you know, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, the game might go differently. It's a, it's a free touchdown for the Eagles. So a piece up at ProFootballTalk.com from Mike Florio points out, and I think a lot of people have pointed this out, the difficulty the league has right now with transparency for the replay official. Yeah. You'll just come back from a commercial break and they'll say, oh, by the way, they took a look at it and it's just this. Yeah. It's not a challenge. It's just the league now has the ability, like we do, to see from our living room that was incomplete. And they'll just change it without any sort of mm-hmm. interference from the on-field officials. There was a moment, I think, in the Kansas City game where the referee is standing. He's in the screen. He's about to make some kind of call. And he's talking. So he's not talking to other officials. He's talking, I assume, to either the guy up in the box or New York or some kind of combination. Yes, they're, they're, they are allowed to get guidance. I think we always wonder, like, how far is the booth official allowed to go? Well, the rule says, and this is what Mike Florio gets to, the rule says that the officiating department may, they may consult designated members of the officiating department. So the rule, replay official, it's not that thou shalt. Mm-hmm. It's thou can may okay. yeah. you may right, which means you have the option to do it. You can, but you don't have to. And you know, thinking about let let's let's say that the Devonta Smith catch happens on the final drive of a Super Bowl, and they get the line and snap and run a two yard pl- pass play. This did happen once before in Cleveland. Do you remember that? It's a game where a catch is determined as caught for the Browns. They get to the line, run a play quickly. And they go back anyway. I'm pretty sure they're playing the Jaguars. Fans threw stuff at the officials as they left the field because while they got a call right, the officials that day went against the rules of the league. This is going way back, right? They were throwing bottles on the field? Yes, I want to say it was 10 years ago, maybe more. Yeah, I think it might be more. Okay, but I I vaguely remember the bottle throwing. They got the call correct, but they broke the rules to do it because once the next snap happens, it locks in place what has happened. And that's kind of what this Devonta Smith catch was. So what are you supposed to do? What's what's the best answer for the league to make it so I mean, transparency isn't going to be there if it's just 
the replay official. Yeah. You never know who that is. But see, this is the problem with the booth assist. What exactly are the parameters of how often the booth assist person can stop the game to think, wait a minute, something might be wrong there, right? Do you they, want, they, can, do you, they can correct an incorrect spot, right? They can. Do you want the, the rule as it's written? Yes. Objective aspects of a play. They can advise game officials on specific objective aspects of a play when clear and obvious video evidence is present. Not limited to penalty enforcement, the proper down, spot of a foul, the game clock, possession, completed or intercepted pass, touching of a loose ball, mm -hmm. boundary line, goal line, end line, location of the football in relation to a boundary line, line of scrimmage, line of gain, goal line, down by contact. I mean, it's okay, but you hit the before you did all that. You hit the key portion, clear and visual evidence, right? The booth guy can do this, all of this, when there's, there wasn't clear and visual evidence after Smith's catch. There was a player reacting, making you think, he must believe he didn't catch it, and they're running to the line of scrimmage. So here's the problem with the NFL. The, I, to me, I think I have this right. Someone please correct me if I'm wrong. But I think in college football, the, the person upstairs, the, the booth official, has the ability, when in doubt, to stop the play. Just buzz down, stop Buzz down. Whatever happens, a lot of times it's targeting, but whatever, turnovers, this, that. I think it feels like if there's any question about what just happened on the field, we're not sure, the guy up, the guy or gal upstairs can buzz down and say, stop, we need to take a look and see what just happened. See, I wonder if the NFL, I'm not sure what the NFL does, Jeremy, other than get to that, because the Eagles beat the system. You're reliant upon replay. You're reliant upon certain angles. You're relying upon a certain angle of a replay coming up so fast that the team can see it and go tell, yell at the coach, throw the flag. In how many seconds did it take for the Eagles to run up the field and snap the ball? Too fast for us to see the replay, right? We didn't even get the angle until after the commercial break, and they came back and it was already 7 nothing. So now the NFL gets... All of the angles, okay? The NFL is not like us. They see every angle in real time. They have all the replay angles right away. But still, what are we talking? 15 seconds? 20 seconds? How long did it take for Smith to show these guys, hurry, when, run up, and run a play? Now, you say they have all the angles. Are you sure about that? I read that they have in real time every replay angle of every camera they have in the stadium. Because wasn't there a complaint earlier this year that a team got screwed because there weren't enough cameras? In but the... this is a national football conference championship right, game, right. which has the number one crew with all the cameras. Okay. This is not Cleveland and Atlanta on a Sunday at 1 o'clock. So I, so they. I, it sounds to me like, but it, it happened so fast. Even New York didn't see an angle apparently that said, "Hey, stop the game. We got to look at this." So I, I almost wonder if you tell the booth official, when in doubt, like if you see that play, buzz down. So, so the answer is nonstop buzzing. Well, that's that's the problem, the average, and that's part of what troubles college football. Yeah, college football you games stop are about, the game a lot. They're twenty minutes longer than NFL games. Is that all? I would have said longer than that. Depends on the college football I, game. I think a college football game goes three and a half to four hours. Right, and that's too long. You cannot have that. It's it's interminable. But how do you? What else do you do to what stop do, that play from happening? I think what you do is you ditch the rule that if there's been one snap, that it kills your entire replay system. I, I don't want to stop giving games. the coaches an additional challenge so they're not worried about losing one. When in doubt, flags coming out. I don't. I don't want to get into that. San Francisco doesn't have to wait for a replay. They're just boom, flag. But even even that, he if you run up and snap it, you kill that system. You mm -hmm. kill the challenge system. Right. The whole point is that offenses have earned or whatever, have figured out a way 
to make it so they can't challenge if we get up and snap it fast. That's right. And I even saw some suggesting when Smith gets up and signals that, that when you see a receiver do that, you should auto-challenge. Just challenge right away. He seems like he's playing. Okay. I the, thought about that too, but go ahead. The obvious I got next idea. step is that teach your receivers fake to, to do that. Absolutely. Let's get them to burn timeouts. Absolutely. I did think about that. The same thing. I thought, I'm gonna if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm going to react by what I see Smith doing. Well, then you tell your guys, hey, make it look like you didn't control the ball. It's a big play. It's a fourth play, whatever. And they blow one of their challenges yeah, not and actually, lose a timeout. Not actually not controlling the ball, but stand up. Whatever. Act, do something. Act like we've got a hurry. Right. And you they know lose you a timeout. It. Act like you've got a hurry, right. and maybe they'll just challenge and they'll blow a timeout here. Yeah. It so, becomes a strategy. Sure, yeah. which is yeah. way far down this rabbit hole. I guess what I would say is in other sports, I mean, it's not really relevant for – basketball and not really relevant for baseball hockey and soccer to me are, are sports that have lengthy review processes sometimes to the detriment of the sport what yeah. will hockey do a goal gets scored and they'll stop the game for five minutes yeah. and go back a minute in time if they have to to see if a guy was off side by a fraction of an inch in soccer same kind of thing i guess the closest thing to this would be hockey hockey a goal gets scored. Goal you think it gets scored. Yeah. You couldn't see. Play continues for five minutes, and then a goal gets scored by the other team. Yeah. They will go back and take that one off the board and reset the clock to where it would have been. Right? Turns out Tage Thompson, that didn't hit the post and come out. That went in the net and came out at 432, and it's a goal for the Sabres, and we're going back to that time and starting from there. Or what about this? What else did the NHL do? Something happens. Play continues. While play is continuing, the buzzer sounds because upstairs they realized, okay, shut the game down. We that right? That was a goal or whatever. They've been known to just do that, you know, blow the buzzer while play is continuing to go. We missed this goal, so we we're going back. We're awarding that. I don't know. I mean, I the scenario of the NFL comes out of break, and the referee is standing there going, upon further review, that last touchdown scored a few minutes ago by the Eagles doesn't count. It's nothing, nothing. The Niners are getting the ball at the 40-yard line where they would have had it when fourth down. You know, right, I just, right. I just don't see them doing that. It does seem drastic. It's not that far off. We watched touchdowns get scored and said, actually, and that, you that, that right. didn't count. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that didn't count. And we watched it five times on a replay, or one gets pulled off the board because there's a flag on the play. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one of the real... I guess, tough things about football and something that the NHL added in where you're never allowed to be happy until you see were there flags? Is there a challenge? Does this count? Can I be happy yet? Yeah. I, I don't know what the answer is, but... They may just leave it as is and say they, we're, we're going to have to... And I don't think the NFL is rigged, and I think half the people that are tweeting that it's rigged are joking. They're not, they don't really believe it's rigged. My wife does. However... It's never been easier to make the case about a game being rigged than a faceless, nameless replay official that can buzz down to say, right. hey, by the way, you missed this, or not buzz down for the other team. Yeah. It's never been easier when someone has their thumb on the scale like that as this person does. Well, again, what about the Kansas City-Cincinnati game? When do you buzz down? When do you not buzz down? Kansas City had to challenge this, the, the Marquez Valdez-Scantling spot. There are certain plays they had to challenge. Other times, the booth official catches something and basically saves you a challenge. You don't have right. to throw the flag because they catch and it upstairs. Rhyme and reason. When? How? Who? And in a system where, in that game, Andy Reid lost. He ran out of challenges. That's right. Even though he won the challenge, he, won one he had of them. no challenges left. He lost one. He yep. won another. Yep. And he was out of challenges. So, I mean, in theory, you could say if the booth official wants the uh, Bengals to win, 
let's just make uh, let's not stop the play. Let's make Kansas City use their other challenge. I would love if the challenge system were completely just toast. Yeah, get rid of the I challenge. Think system. it's here to stay. Unless the, then you would be going to this booth more official. stoppages, and the booth official stops it however many times they feel they need to stop it without challenges. The person upstairs has all that power. Doesn't to stop the booth the game. official pretty much get it right more than the challenge? I think so. Yeah, the challenge is when you think well they're, that they're trying to reduce the it's challenges also, because of the guy upstairs, and it also is way quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the few seconds between snaps, the guy upstairs or gal the, can look at the replay and go, thing. "Hey, let's let's correct this." The booth official makes a call. Are we sure that the the guy that's at the game, the official, would make the same call because? You know, in, it's another one, Joe. You know about this. In the Premier League, the VAR will say to the ref, go take a look and see what you think. And then right. the ref decides. In this case of the, the booth review, or the, the eye in the sky review, that person just buzzes down and says, it was incomplete. Right. But, that, but wouldn't you rather have that because that guy's got, what, eight monitors up in a control you, center and the you, ref? You think you would. Should that person have just said it's incomplete when it comes to D- the Devonta Smith catch? Because right. that's the other thing. When you when you have the official there, if it's Carl Cheffers, he was mm-hmm. the guy in the Chiefs and Bengals game, right? Ron Torbert. Okay, Ron Torbert was for the... I thought he was in the Chiefs. Did Bengals I mix game. the two? You might have. Okay, either way. If the official on the field makes the call, there's a pool reporter that talks to that person. Right. There's a name, there's a face, they get scored, they get better games based on their performances. Mm-hmm. Does this uh, upstairs New York official get any get of graded? that? That's a good question. They don't get yeah. any of that. Make, right. him, I, make him the head official. Put him up in the stadium, so, like recreate like what the XFL does with like the the eye in the sky, but make them the head official. They'll do the pool reporter after, and they have hmm. jurisdiction over anything the referee does. Because to me, like I I hear a lot of this argument, and I think it's right that it's way too subjective right now for when they buzz down. But at the end of the day, I think that guy up in the booth has ten times the ability to get the call right than the guy that's on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they could. That's why they did this to begin with. And the guy that's assist. on the field is he? Is he not also at the? Not quite the whim. He's he's at the mercy to some degree of. He's got to deal with these coaches. He's got to explain his call to Sean McDermott. He's got to right. explain his call to this furious guy screaming in his face with the booth official upstairs, just like now it's incomplete. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't worry just, about it. Just let him know. He's been on me all day to tell me about look for defensive holding, look for this, look for that. Yeah, whatever. I'm not interested in that. Just tell him it was incomplete. I was just watching Bottlegate back, by the way. Okay, oh, the so Browns is, is it thing, yeah. Browns Jaguars? Browns Jaguars from 2001. Tim oh, Couch. That far, that so far it was it was over 20 years ago. But yeah, like it, they ran the 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 spike after the play, and then like 10 to 30 seconds went by before the refs huddled up and started. Telling the coaches like, okay, we're going to go back and review yeah, this, and they rewrote the rules of the league. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Because the Browns had spiked it, which that means so you, you can't review. The, yeah, and they rewrote it. Oops. And they again, they got the call right, but it wasn't within you the rules. Supposed to do it that way. So they got bottles thrown at them. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. WGR. Hey, we got tickets to give away. I mentioned this earlier. Rest of the week, we got tickets to give away for Luke Bryan uh, as part of the. Country on Tour show coming to Darien Lake Amphitheater with Chase Beckham, Tyler Braden, Alana Springsteen, and DJ Rock. This is for Friday, June 16th. The tickets are courtesy of Live Nation. If you'd like to try and win a pair, call us right now at 221-4947. Again, 221-4947. Joe will give a pair of tickets to the fifth caller, 221-4947. 
Again, if you don't win today, we got more to give away uh, tomorrow and Thursday and Friday. And if you don't win any of those, but you want to go, tickets go on sale Friday morning at 10 at LiveNation.com. Jeremy, you want to grab the line? I don't have the... Let's get to... Uh, we'll get connected with our fans. Ahmed in Buffalo. You're on WGR. Go right ahead. Uh, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, hey, Jeremy, uh, two quick points. The first one is about the uh, refereeing, actually. Uh, and the review of plays. Uh, I know you watch a lot of soccer. I think especially in big games like AFC or NFC championship games, there is some sort of uh, being very kind to the home team, uh, especially in like pass interference, deep balls, pass interference, some sort of holding by the offensive line. I feel like there is some sort of just, it's not rigged. I don't think it's rigged. It's just human nature that it frees, just uh, trying to be very kind to the home team, especially if they are down three points or seven points or something like that. I don't know what you think about that. Uh, the second point is about the Buffalo Bills divisional playoff loss this year and last year, two different losses, two different ways of losing them, uh, especially this year, going to the games. Who, who is accountable for this? Like do, we, like, do we hear what's going on? Why did we show up this way? Uh, are the coaches being, like, you know, interviewed by someone, you know, or asked by someone in the manager, GM, owner? What, what's going on? Why this happened? Thank you, guys, for taking my call. Two things. The, the point about, like, who's accountable, we sh- it's a good conversation for you know, whatever, next segment, or as we keep going. Um, the safeties coach, <laughs> he got fired. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, Last the special, year special teams, teams coach. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, special teams coordinator. This year... It really sounds like the Bills' accountability on the loss is that they ran out of gas, that it was too emotional of a season. You know, that's part of it. I don't think yeah. that's all of it, but yeah. th- that's been mentioned a lot. And if they say that, you have to have a certain level of understanding and respect for it. I do, but I'd like that not to be the determining factor on how they evaluate their own I, roster. Yeah, I, I understand. And coaches, by the way. Too. Yep, yep. Last year, the defensive coaches stayed. They brought back largely the same team and expected to be good, and they were good. So I don't know if anybody's going, as Howard sometimes says, into the volcano. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I just like the phrase. But on the other thing about you know home teams getting calls, that is definitely true. It's just a natural thing that happens. Officials are, whether it's subconscious, unconscious, whichever you want, uh, they are affected by, by crowds. It's always that way. It's that way in a lot of sports and – you know, with regard to the AFC Championship games, each home team was a plus seven on the penalty differential. That's a big gap. Yeah, that is a substantial gap. And you know, I don't, I don't think it's rigged either. There's a, there's a quote. I'm going to get the line wrong, but you don't necessarily think it's any sort of, you know, bad actors any more than it's just incompetence. Like they just get calls wrong. You could just get them wrong, and it doesn't mean that they're trying to help somebody win. It just means yeah. the team that benefits from the wrong call did win. It's tough to get these calls wrong. It's why these reviews are constantly a, a you know source of uh, conversation and just, just debate. But yeah, I, I home teams get calls. Another reason you you want to be a one seed. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. Um, want to get back to the accountability discussion yeah, in the next hour. It was also pointed out to me the Bills had did not get calls against the Bengals in this home game. So it's not like every game that's the case. But generally, home teams are going to get more calls than road teams. Don Granado, coming up next on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.